0: hi hello hello hi and welcome to all our hearts and minds thank you all again for tuning in we're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds the good the bad the concerning and uplifting but just straight talk we're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart, yeah, and Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it, please. Yes, and yes. Tanks. Hello, hello. We always love to start our episodes with a check-in or check-up on how each of us are doing, and I want to know how you're doing.
1: Well, um, I can't complain, you know, I can't complain. It's been um, a decent week, you know, it's the last week of camp for my daughter. So we're getting prepared for back to school here in Canada Mm -hmm. um, for next week. And the fact that I'm on a long weekend right now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's awesome. Um, But I've noticed that this week I have let my gut talk to me more.
0: In terms of? Lots of stuff. Mm. But um your intuition intuition has been doing a lot of work. It's gone into overdrive. Yes, my intuition
1: has been taken over by my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. My gut feeling is telling me, you know, be careful how you walk.
0: Be careful how you move. Always trust, they always say they always that's the saying, right? Trust your gut feelings. This is
1: it. This is it. I feel like
0: my my intuition
1: is, is too soft. It's my gut right now who's saying, listen mind yeah. how your step yes yeah, so it's really i've been good. listening to that and i'm i'm you know god is good let's just say that god is okay. good and i'm glad that he brought us through another week and we have a long weekend that we're on right now mm-hmm. and yeah is what about daughter- you what about you before i get i wanted to ask about your daughter is she excited for school oh yes she is very excited for school we are fully ready to go mm-hmm. um You know, she goes to a school that has uniforms. Um, It doesn't have a uniform that has an emblem Mm -hmm. of the school or anything, but just basic uh, colors of blue, white and khaki. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're able to find her uniforms and I'm going to wash them because I always (laughs) like to wash the clothes before she wears them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're just, she's, she's ready to go. She's going to be an LOL girl. Let me tell you, LOL bag, (laughs) LOL (laughs) water
0: bottle, everything. She's ready. She's ready. Ready. Are you, what do you think about, do you think that, you know, how long do you think you're going to have a full semester without interruption? Well, I can only pray for that. Mm. But
1: with everything that's going on here in Canada, you know, people are still opting not to get vaccinated and unfortunately you know it's become a mandate that if you are going to be a Canadian sorry a city employee Mm -hmm. of any kind that you have to be vaccinated before they go back to school such like the teachers yeah so I'm hoping for the best I'm praying for the best always and Mm -hmm. but I am happy that she's going back to school because within everything that we're going through I'm trying to stay as normal yeah and you know as possible or yeah yeah you know what she's familiar with I should say yeah so overall I think we might have a good semester Mm -hmm. but after Christmas Mm -hmm. that's a whole different something Mm -hmm. that's a whole different something so we'll see we'll see yeah fingers crossed stay prayed up yep you know okay well
0: you know where okay yeah this week went was a blur for me it was like one minute it was monday next minute it was friday evening and i worked <laughs> that, late on friday evening <laughs> it's like what happened i don't know what's going on i can't even believe it's september 2021 right? it's gonna be the end of the year in like three months like like what? blink too hard Jeanette. it's like these these past two years have gone by so fast it's like i can't even i literally can't keep up but you know what go with god and just mm-hmm. try and keep it moving but um mm-hmm. yeah as you could tell the week was a blur so obviously i i i didn't grasp onto anything <laughs> i was just getting i was just getting by <laughs> um,
1: that's but all you yeah. can do
0: that's all you can do like yeah shoot. that's all you could do and you know it's a long weekend so i mean i don't have anything planned but i kind of would prefer to have a relaxed weekend anyway labor day weekend typically i mean we're obviously in the panini still but labor day weekend typically there's so much nonsense going on i usually so much you have to I be know. careful wherever you land up like you're not mm-hmm. trying to be in any buck wild situations you, see what, I'm saying?
1: you see what i'm saying
0: mm-hmm. um but yeah that's my week you know just thank god for another week nothing exciting to share what i mean did I, what I, no yeah absolutely nothing didn't even go to a restaurant didn't even order uber eats like this week it's like i don't know i guess that's a good thing
1: right
0: usually that's like one of the highlights literally as as sad as it is to say getting that uber eats order is like it's only taught by going to a restaurant but Mm -hmm. not not happening this week okay so yeah that was our weeks um i'm gonna go straight into headlines and i like to you know when the news is not that great i like to get into the the not so great news first and then get into everything that's maybe informational or fun or whatever mhm mhm and so this week we got the announcement that Nini Leeks from Real Housewives of Atlanta her husband Greg Leakes, passed away at 66 and he had been um, battling colon cancer. I believe he yeah, has colon cancer for a few years. I want to say, from what like I watched the show, so I want to say around four. I don't have the exact number, but I know it was two years ago he kind of went into remission. So and then on, they covered it on the show at least one year. So I'm going to say three to four years. Um, he he was living with that diagnosis, and you know it's sad because one of the things like mm-hmm. sometimes you think you're, if you don't watch the show, maybe you're not as connected, but. The thing about Gregs Greg Leeks is that I loved him for Nini. He was like the you know when people have someone around them that makes them more tolerable or likable. Yeah,
1: that was him.
0: So, that was Best him. So for his for his character, her character was very you know she was a mean girl. She was like you know she's funny as Boistress high. Boistress out boisterous, boisterous. But he was like the voice of reason. So when, you know, things kind of got out of hand or a situation she didn't know how to deal with, you know, he'd be like, honey, you know, he was just that calming figure in her life. So I felt like she kind of met her her match with that with her husband. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And it was crazy because when he was first diagnosed at the beginning, it was kind of sad because it was like she didn't know how to handle it. Um, mm-hmm. she's a lot younger than him like I yeah. said at least 10 or 15 years well yeah I even more than 10 years old, I, think.
1: I would say more 15, 15
0: around 15 yeah because mm-hmm. she'd be in the 50 range and he's 66 yeah and she would you know she didn't handle it very well and i mean i tried to have empathy for her in terms of that but even last week when he they announced that he was transitioning like they knew he was gonna pass soon she was at her club and people were complaining because she wasn't being very nice to the club patrons who kind of wanted her to do it. Why video are you going to go and work Mimi? Right. So that was kind of the thing. You're it's not like, in the right headspace girl. And this Come is, on. and that's exactly what she did two years ago on the show when she was acting out and she had a lot of bad incidents because now thinking back on it, I think it was the stress and the worry of, you know, your husband is very sickly and you don't know what's going on. So she, maybe she should have taken that season off, but um. Anyway, his his battle ended uh this week, and you know rest in peace to him. Yes, and rest uh, in peace. Prayers yes. up to her and their son as they go through that. Yes. Um. And then the second not so great news, kind of sour or sweet and sour incident was uh the Elijah McLean case had an update this week, and Elijah McClain was a young black man who I believe was on the autism spectrum Mm who was uh, pretty much murdered by the police and the paramedics kind of coincided or corroborated with his murder and didn't really intervene. Can you imagine? (sighs) Lux. Yep. So this week, the Colorado Grand Jury...
1: Attacked and served my back foot. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, the
0: incident happened about two or three years ago, but because of all the attention with with police brutality, with the incident that happened with George Floyd, this case came back up again because, you know, obviously the family was still battling and trying to get justice for the the death of their son. So a Colorado Grand Jury indicted three police officers and the two paramedics, two paramedics involved in the August 2019 death of Elijah McLean. He was 23 at the time. So he was stopped by the police. He was stopped by police while walking home. And I believe he was wearing like a ski mask or something like that, because, you know, he's autistic. That's something that made him feel safe or comfortable. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of quirks that make them feel comfortable and stimulate themselves as they move throughout the world. And so he was stopped by police while walking home from the store and placed in a carteroid hold and then injected with uh ketamine. I think after that was after they put in it. He was brain dead or something. So they injected him with that. And there was a lot of muckiness with how they classified his death. And obviously there is what do you call it? Wrongdoing um of course. Mis- wrongdoing and misjustice happening there. So they've been indicted. So that just means they're gonna bring charges. We don't know if they're gonna be charged. We know historically it's very hard, but I feel like there's enough evidence and what I've heard of this story it'd be a it would be crazy if nobody got charged with the unjust death of this young man so we're going to keep an eye on that but at least they finally brought charges after two years of fighting to get them indicted that's you know what's sad is that they had to fight for yeah. two years to get to
1: a point and where another case, fight again and another major case that we all witnessed had to happen before they brought attention to it right so they had to fight for two years mm-hmm. in order for them to get ready to fight again Mm-hmm. Sad,
0: very much so. Sad, sad. My prayers go t- to his family. So, Deja Harris, which is TI TI, aka Tip, aka Cliff Clifford Harris's daughter, has stirred up some controversy on Instagram. That family and- just can't sit they can- down. <laughs> This, me- they, just they need can't. to be quiet at this point. Chill, chill. Gosh... Um do might like do you remember the uh, post that she had? I heard the story that she had basically had a post on Instagram complaining about her her 4C hair. She
1: basically said that she didn't like the fact that she has 4C hair mm-hmm. and that she doesn't look like someone who would have 4C hair. hmm So in a nutshell, what she's trying to say is because she is of the lighter complexion and she's fairer. Mm -hmm. that she should have looser curls maybe you know a 3a or a you know a four or something like that something where her hair is a little um less dense um
0: yeah she wants a looser curl she wants that that, she wants that good hair Because she, but here's the thing, right? And I say good hair with air quotations. I'm being sarcastic. Please put air quotations because- I'm
1: being sarcastic. No, of course. And and I want our listeners to understand good hair is the hair that you take care of. Yes. That's good hair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's just put that all straight. Second, this little girl, okay. I don't know what you were expecting. Um... But I would rather you be real about it, and what you really wanted to say was, "I'm a light skinned girl, and I should have light skin girl hair." That's what you wanted to say. Yeah. That's what you meant to say. Oh, I found it. When you got backlash, you were trying to retreat, Mm. and it didn't work. It didn't work because you already put out your your notion to the world. You already put it out, and you know, seeing that she is light skin, she she and has this belief. That just because she is light skinned, that she deserves to have a certain type of hair. Well, guess what, girlfriend? You don't.
0: I found you don't have the, your I daddy's f- hair. I found the tweet actually. So she says, I hate to say say slash admit it, but I'm sad that I have my dad's hair texture. Sad because it's so much to deal with. Manage. Ugh. She literally says, uh. Sad because I feel like it just doesn't fit me, nor is this a texture that once That one, a texture that one's appreciated or uplifted as much as the other hair textures. Uplift your own hair texture then, girl. That's why I said good hair is the hair that you take care of. she She goes on to say, anytime I see someone with four hair, I always compliment them because I know how it feels to generally not like your hair texture. I never want anyone to feel like that. It looks so bomb on other people, but me... Yeah, no. Then why say anything? You obviously know the stigma. Jesus, what is that? Hold on.
1: She's so stupid. You know why she's stupid? Because you you went on a platform that was built by your father and your mom. They're the ones that really have the name. You just so happen to Mm. be their daughter. Mm. So you went on this platform and you made some stupid comments like that. Really, what you meant to say was, I'm light skin and I deserve to have better hair than this. Um, I don't deserve to have four C hair. Well, you know what? Maybe you need to take better care of your hair. Maybe you need to learn from other four C hair how they do it, how they maintain no, it, I, how I, they, you know, and just do some education because you sound so ignorant. She sounds sound so ignorant, so and she, she, right she shouldn't even
0: she shouldn't even have, have tweeted that. And I think, like you said, it's more. It's not about her not being comfortable doing her hair, it's like it's, it just comes down to anti-blackness and colorism, to be honest, straight up, that's all it is, and she's internalized it unfortunately um, and, and I, I want to take it a step further she's
1: she's of um you know her parents are very loaded, they have a lot of money, and she sounded so entitled. Yeah. She sounded so entitled that, oh, I don't have this hair and it sucks that I don't have this hair and I, I wish I had that hair. And it sounds like a brat mm. that doesn't get their way and is now going on a platform like this to display it to the world. Well, here's what, girlfriend. Go and I'm braid your force here on on and stop the nonsense. Yes,
0: don't internalize this, this anti-blackness, please. If you, love, if you hate love it yourself. that much, go braid it up and put on the four the forehair that you want. Or go, go, put per- it
1: on. go permit, go fry your scalp
0: for all we care.
1: Do what you wa- <laughs> do what you need to do, but don't go on a platform like this in this day and age and this time. Your parents have so much in the street already. You do not need to add to it. Please. And this type of nonsense is adding to it. So I do want to move on from her because mm-hmm. I just feel like
0: it's it's stupid what she didn't say. Yeah. So go sit on. So um, here in Canada, our prime minister called an election um, a couple weeks ago. And we are supposed to be going to the polls uh, September 20th, which is mm-hmm. not more than 30 days. a lot less only 20 days literally and so I wanted to ask your thoughts like yeah everybody you know Justin Trudeau is a huge brand outside the world but there's a lot of people he's taking a huge risk and before you my point of view is you know they're saying that he saw that the liberals were doing a were doing kind of good in terms of the polls and he took a chance but I honestly think it's a very you know it's not looking good for him in my eyes, but what do you think about him calling the election?
1: I like Justin Trudeau.
0: Okay.
1: I I, I appreciated his response to COVID. And as a citizen, he didn't just leave us out in the cold. Yeah. So there's a lot of history behind Trudeau for me. Mm-hmm. In general, that name. Him calling an election just shows a bit of his entitledness as mm. being... A white man in Canada. He feels cocky mm-hmm. about his situation, that he going to run the shit again. And he called it out. And I don't think he was prepared for if he doesn't win. Yeah. Um, but then again, I thought about it and I said, this could also be his way of saying, I don't want to deal with this anymore. That too. Because it's very stressful mm-hmm. in itself, the position, and then throw COVID in the loop. Yeah. That's so you know, I could see maybe people trying to back out, but not back out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like want to retreat, but <laughs> back away slowly. Retreat, <laughs> back away slowly. Yeah. So that people don't see you backing away, mm-hmm. but um, it doesn't surprise me. Okay. Um, only because I think he, I think he's, you know, had enough. I think he's. Yeah, he's running his he's running dry. And yeah. so a it bit of entitled entitledness, like he feels entitled to the position because of who he is. And mm-hmm. and, it, you know, in Canada, a lot of white men feel like mm-hmm. they're entitled to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so for him being where he is, you know, he didn't get there just on his own. Oh, no. He got there on his name. Mm-hmm. He got there on what his dad did. Mm-hmm. And so now that he's there. Things is hitting the fan. You know, at first it was easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But now it's like, eh, this too much right here, sir. There's too yeah. much right here. Yeah. So let me call the election. But a part of me does feel like
0: he's prideful and that he does expect to win. He definitely did because I think- But I don't think he wants to win. I feel like either way he's good because if he wins, and it's, then that means he has the support of Canadians, right? And that might give him a, a refresh of confidence to kind of go on another four years, but like if, if he, if he loses, then yeah, he kind of gets the burden off his back. Right. Exactly. And this is a big burden because,
1: you know, our economy is being held together with a safety pin right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's trying his best. He's yeah. trying his best, but I could only imagine that this is very daunting and takes yeah. a lot of stress and, uh, you know, like you can't do anything right. Really. Well, what when you're in power of any kind, can yeah. you? No, exactly. Like, there's always going to be naysayers. Yep. There's, that's never going to go away, whether you're in politics or the prime minister or just, you know, Billy Joe Bob at McDonald's. Like, there's always going to be naysayers. So I feel like maybe he's at the point where it's like, you guys think you can do better?
0: All right. Try then.
2: <laughs> Try yeah, him. that's
0: exactly maybe that's exactly probably what it is so we are going to be going to the polls September 20th and um we'll see how that goes I mean yep. I think it, it's I think it was crazy to call this election but I feel like either way it was gonna the election is gonna go how it's gonna go this year the same way it will go next year the way I see it so um, yeah
1: and to be people, quite honest like at this point you're damned if you do and you're damned if you yeah. don't so, so
0: people, do what you need to do. Just everybody go out there. Everybody in Canada, go out there and vote. Let your voice be heard. Whether yeah. whatever, no matter who it is you uh, support. And and finally, in terms of headline, regular headline news, Texas is turning into the Handmaid's Tale, and it's <laughs> very <laughs> scary. I mean, I know it's the states, but I'm sorry, in a modern world, in a country that is supposed to be one of the leading countries in the world, and, and, and freedoms, and and liberal libertarianism, this is downright psychopathic. So, Texas, uh, this week, Aren't they
1: still, don't they still have the death penalty over there? Maybe, maybe. I I'm not like sure. I feel like in
0: Texas, they still have the death penalty,
1: but I could I be I would wrong. put my
0: money, I would put my money that is one of the states, but I, I definitely one of the southern states, but I'm not sure, so I won't- I won't go in on them on that mm-hmm. one. Okay, so they have a new state law that allows citizens to ac- access the state court to sue providers or even anyone who enables someone to get an abortion conducting at 6 weeks in ter- uh, the 6 weeks time frame of their pregnancy after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. It will impose a near total ban on the practice. And up and decades of federal protections under Roe versus Wade, which everybody knows is an iconic law that kind of allows freedoms to women to this day and age around at least definitely in North America to allow them to get an abortion if they want one. I believe it's uh, under four months. I think typically, typically, I don't know what it is. I mean, in our in where we are, we're in a very liberal. Prov country and province and i believe it's as long as it's under four months you can get the procedure i don't know what it is in the various states in the u.s i know there's some other southern states that are trying to come down on abortion and it's like i don't i just don't get it what's with these powerful what's with these institutions and men in particular trying to control women's bodies like i mean what is the what are they really trying to do here because they're not going to look after a child it's not like they have good child support or care or provide money to families who can't afford a child so why are they trying to impose these restrictions on control and that's why i brought up the handmaid's sale because it just seems like an authoritarian thing to say just to have control and to dictate people's lives
1: well i just want to interject mm-hmm. i um i did actually look it up and um they definitely do have the death penalty mm-hmm. as of 2020 mm-hmm. uh the state of texas executed three people Um, the fewest executions since 1996. Mm -hmm. So they they definitely do have the death penalty still today. And I feel as though that kind of goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. Yeah. Because they feel as though they can control life. That's the problem I have.
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. You can't control life. And it relies. And I think here's, okay. One major thing about this new law that really makes it, very, like it's it's terrible just in the idea of it, but here it goes it relies on private citizens mostly, so people who facilitate abortions from doctors to a person even providing a ride to the woman the pregnant woman to the clinic they face faces not only criminal they face not only criminal penalty or state sanction, but it's also open to lawsuit by private individuals. So say, like I said, an example that keeps on coming around on the internet, say you're an Uber driver and you drop a woman off at a clinic, um, that's on you to report that. Obviously, no one's going to really know. But there's also incentive because you can sue, you can put a lawsuit at the minimum of $10,000 to a woman that you think is going to get an abortion. And that is insanity. And how would you know that? Right. That's like you can't prove it. it's very strict. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And some of the, the, the social justice warriors are just putting in a bunch of fake uh, fake uh, reports to kind of jam their system um but that's just a, as a form of protest but i'm sorry the the supreme court, court needs to get involved here i think there will be more news and updates on this but i hope they will get involved i they hope will. it's sooner versus later because yeah roe versus wade is a federal was a federal um jurisdiction in Texas tried to swoop in with this and it's just crazy like I it's very scary I mean even though it's in the states in the south it's still scary that uh, um, a bunch of judges or justice makers um lawmakers are able to meet and in the in the dead of night because it was in a night they did this in the dead of dark of night they didn't do this in the date as a regular meeting and um, they passed this law in Texas
1: it's so sneaky you know just sneaky and stuff. But um what I have to say about that is there's a lot of what ifs, there's a lot of unanswered yeah. questions. Yeah. Um, because you can't control people's bodies and you cannot have other, you know, surveillance other citizens yeah. to govern other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. If we take the example of the Uber driver, the Uber driver can assume but yeah. well, what if I work there? Exactly. Then what? What if I'm going to drop something off or better yet? What if there is already somebody in there that I'm going to meet Mm -hmm. to help bring them home? You, there's so many what ifs, and there's so many unanswered questions. So I think that the government needs to come out of people's bellies, out of their pants, out of their house, out of their families. I think that's what the problem is that there's too many people trying to have a say, as to how things are done in people's lives. But I I do agree that there needs to be law and order. I get that, Mm -hmm. but there's a place and a time for it all. And being up in someone's, you know, crotches is not one of the places you need to let people choose what they want to do. This is a democracy. You know, we don't live in, in a different part of the world where it's communists, and they dictate to you how you're going to live. Yeah. We're not in North Korea, mm-hmm. okay? We're here in Texas, America, the
0: land of the free. Free, yep. Okay, let's just put that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so prayer is up to women in Texas, and I hope the uh, Supreme Court intervenes on the behalf of, you know, those women in that state. So moving on to music news, to wrap things up, two big things that happened this past week since we had our last episode. Kanye finally released Donda. Can we get the damn album already? Like, I can Hand hand clap. He finally released it. Uh, Amongst, amongst. Thank you, Donda. (coughs) You finally come out. Amongst a lot of controversy, but it's out. And then finally, and then Drake released a certified Lover Boy uh, Friday early, early in the morning, like 2 a.m. So, first, I'm gonna start with Donda. You know, he released it. Soldier Boy and Chris Brown were pissed because obviously they must have had tracks on the album that didn't make it. Yeah, supposedly Soldier Boy just
1: said everything one shot. He said, You flew, me. I had to fly out there. I came, I
0: recorded with you. And then you don't wanna drop the track? Well, the thing is, like, I understand him being annoyed, but in the same breath, that's how that's to tell you that he's not doing a lot of collaborations or features because a lot of artists that's very pretty common for an artist to record or be featured on an album and it just doesn't make it. So I'm okay with him being annoyed, but he's spazzing out and I think I know why. Sniff, sniff, hint, hint. I think crack cocaine, right? is, cocaine is a hell right, of a drug. that white
1: stuff from your nose, bro. Please um, chill. The thing with Soldier Boy, I think why he's upset is because, not to say that Soldier Boy isn't known, yeah. he's known. Yes. But his music is dated. Yep. You know, his music is from some time ago. Mm. Now, he was smart enough that as a rapper, you know, he came out on his own. Yeah. You know, kudos to you. Yeah. But as a rapper, you need to stay relevant. And so he was smart enough to take his money and invest in other endeavors that have kept him going in that famous, air quotations, (laughs) famous life. Yes. And so... There's a sense of like, well, I'm on your level. Like I have money. I, I have fame. People know who I am. Why mm. wouldn't you want to do something with me? Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't I be on your on your Donda album? Yeah. Now here's the thing, Soldier Boy, is that not everybody has to like what you produce. But everybody has to like what it is that you came to the table with. Yeah. And so he sounds like a little boy throwing a tantrum. That's exactly what Who didn't is. get his way. Okay. So you need to wipe your nose. Wipe your nose real good. Take the needle out your arm. Whatever you need to do. Okay? <laughs> but please stop acting like a
0: child on the internet. Please we get thanks. it. You're pissed. We get it. We okay, got, your, moving we got on. the
1: message. But <laughs> Chris Brown was pissed. And he didn't handle it like that. Yeah, he said one thing. And that Chris was Brown said. Brown had a one, little two, one-two-one-two. And yeah. he moved
0: on. And supposedly, I heard the update from uh, Connie's managers that they've, they've talked, they smoothed everything out. Like, obviously, you know, Chris Brown is pissed too. Um, Which is fine. Like I said, it's okay to be annoyed... Um, but I, and you know, definitely Kanye should have communicated because obviously like these people are, it looks like they only found out when the album released and they didn't see their track on it. So I think that's where the only place where Kanye kind of got it wrong is like, you know, communicate and don't, don't pass it off and, and, and brush it off. You know what I mean? So I could, I could give them that, but don't like get Chris Brown said what he had to say. See one line, literally four words. Kanye a whole, is a whole ho and that's it. Thank Sol- you. Soldier Boy has put out like three lies fucking spazzing out. <laughs> Going crazy. I'm like, calm down. Chris
1: Brown put it very simply and very effectively, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a whole whole. He's a whole <laughs> whore. Okay. I just Chris Brown, your word play, I love it. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Keep it, it simple it, and know, sweet. <laughs> it's simple and sweet, and they'll put it out there. But what I will say about Kanye, stop burning bridges, Kanye. Like, stop you love Burn Up Bridge, brethren. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand this is the nature of the business, but just talk. No. Have the same people who you got to smooth this out should have been calling them before the album dropped. Yeah. You know, even if it's the night before the album dropped, say, listen, even Soulja Boys, the, the hour. But you didn't make the cut. So when you hear the album, don't feel no sort of way because guess what? I'm telling you now, you're not making the cut. There's ways to do things in business to come out on top. And I yeah. think he's burning bridges. Like Kanye is notorious for burning bridges as far as I'm concerned. Like mm-hmm. everywhere this man goes, he burns a bridge. Like I, I just can't. I just yeah. can't.
0: Okay. So getting into the so just you know, so I took a listen. I gave I've given it a couple two or three listens. Um, it's a lot of tracks. It looks like it's kind of, to me, segmented to two different sections. Like, it was an old school. You'd have a CD1 and a CD2. But since it's, like, all streamed on a service, you're getting a... You're getting... You're gonna get those 27 tracks. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Um, so the standouts for me... I don't know. it's definitely not a... Favorite And again, I think it's because there's so many tracks. I feel like when you have a lot of tracks and you put a lot of things that might have been considered throwaways on like a, say, 12-track album, right? So I feel like if this was like a 12 or 13-track album, this would have been like a good front-to-end listen. But because it's 27 tracks, yeah, there's a lot of things where... I could go with uh, skipping, and cons- and even as an experience, as an album, I do feel it feels disjointed to me. Considering it's about, you know, he named it after his mother, and, and it's his tenth, and it's his t- it's his tenth studio release album. I kind of wanted a little bit more connectedness and cohesiveness. But even the fact that it was delayed and he kept them going back onto it, I could see, you definitely get that feeling that it's disjointed. So I'll just say the call-outs for me personally is Hurricane, which has a weekend. Any time the weekend touches a track, you're pretty much almost guaranteed to me a hit. So Hurricane is beautiful. Remote Control is good. And Remote Control was a song that Soldier Boy was supposed to be on. So I could see why he was pissed because that's one of the more kind of bumping tracks. There's not a lot of tracks that you like want to dance to or blast super high in your car but remote control is one of them then keep my spirit alive he has an intro on there that's hilarious you know connie's humor yes yes. i love when i i love when we get connie's humor he started out being very funny and uh, keep my spirit alive is one of that and then another the beautiful ones that could come to life is um there was one
1: i don't i don't remember the name of it but it had lauren hill on it
0: he, oh yes he sampled oh i wish i could remember yes that's a beautiful he sample. sampled
1: he sampled one of her tracks I, forget, he sampled, I think it's called clean
0: um he sampled i don't lost know ones. i don't know what the name of it he sampled lost ones which is the intro track on miseducation of lauren hill and it's like one of the strongest track on that album and i was like damn kanye jesus um keep my spirit alive so he has some um the second half i feel like it break the two albums in half the first half is like all the new type of hip hop kind of style things, and the second half after Donda, the track Donda, it gets more religious and spiritual. Which that's more the second half of the album is where I connected with. There's like two tracks where you are just like, ooh, get into the spirit, you really feel it. So, um, again, did you, did you hear? Did you hear the one that is so, Jesus Lord?
1: Yes, I, I love That's it. one of my favorite tracks. Yep, his uh, the second like on half. His album
0: the second half. Of I haven't the album. listened
1: to the full album. I'll put that out there. I, haven't I would listened say to the for you.
0: Album. I think you're, if you're like me, I think you're gonna prefer the second half. The first half, up, I mean, before Donda. So Donda afterwards, I think you'll love. Before Donda, there's a lot of features from like the new rappers, Lil Baby, The Baby. I mean, they're good, but mm. I, I, I mean, definitely listen. But I think that's not your taste. I think you're gonna really appreciate. Donda and after you're gonna get a little bit more classic Kanye uh and you're gonna get a little bit a lot more religious um and inspirational type of music on the second half, so yeah, so, well, I am gonna to listen to the full
1: album. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, listeners, I just couldn't get a chance. That's what okay. I did hear a few tracks it's twenty seven tracks it's, it's <laughs> like you need a whole weekend for that, yeah you, know you know what I mean? <laughs> literally um <laughs> so. No, but I have been listening to some of the tracks, and mm-hmm. um, I really believe that Kanye is on the border of being a genius, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how to rein it in. Like, he doesn't know how he to doesn't... keep it No, yeah, composed. and he is,
0: he's just one of those people, and it's okay, because there's a lot of brilliant people in the world that, that lived their life fully, and they were always considered eccentric. But I do feel like sometimes obviously he it, it's unfortunate because he's famous, he's going to get the extra criticism, and sometimes, yeah, he deserves it, but I do feel like sometimes people need to understand he does he he is not mentally healthy, and we should you know definitely call well, him. you out. see
1: I'm sorry, I have to cut you with that not mentally healthy okay. The reason why I say that is because, you know, people said that Albert Einstein was crazy, too.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm putting Connie in that category.
1: And and I feel, and that's why I say that I think he is very, like, he's right on that verge of being a genius. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he knows how to rein it in. Mm -hmm. Missy Elliott is a genius. Mm -hmm. She knows how to rein it in. Mm -hmm. She knows how to still be eccentric in her thinking, Mm -hmm. but relatable. Yes. to people yeah. and i think that at times kanye has a real struggle with that mm-hmm. um and so whenever i listen to a kanye first of all thank you kanye for the music yeah enough with the, the, the trying to run for president hunting mm-hmm. enough with that thank you for what you you do best and that's mm-hmm. music and he came up with this album and honestly it's been nonstop stop talk about it mm-hmm. and i just need kanye to find a balance yeah you know and i think sometimes we have to have grace for him and i think that we call him crazy because we don't quite understand him yeah you know what i mean and there are like don't get me wrong there's some things where it's like you're talking out of the side of your neck right now kanye like i need you to hush up <laughs> okay like slaves having a choice and stuff like yeah. that ah eh, mm-hmm. no no Nobody really wants to hear what you're what you're saying on that, but I really do try to give him a lot of grace because I feel like he his mind works a lot differently than most.
0: Yeah. And I so think that's everybody we we all we all uh, we all know that now, but you know, we prayed for him, peace of mind and soul for Kanye. Um and thank you know, congrats on, you know, him releasing his tenth album and it seems to be doing pretty good and then so I'll let I you mean, know
1: how i feel about that next week sure
0: will yeah <laughs> and then drake released certified lover boy um less than a week later obviously there was some type of tension going on there i mean i gave it a quick listen yesterday i couldn't i wanted to avoid i wanted to just let it sit and simmer but too much twitter was on fire i was like damn it i gotta listen to this And, um, I've got to say definitely not, it's not even in my top three Drake album for me personally, but that's just one listen. That's just one listen. I do feel it's not the kind of album that you bump in your car loud and bop like a lot of his other albums. It's kind of like you need to put your headphones on a walk and really take it in. So I'm going to give it a couple more listens and really listen to what he's saying but definitely the intro track was beautiful. He Drake was talking his shit as he should, as he deserves. As always. He is number one. He is top of top. I'm not even talking as a Toronto person because I was one of those people that clowned Drake when he first came out too. So I just feel like he's proved himself. Really? He's proved himself. <laughs> and uh, he deserves he deserves all the flowers. He is number one. He is one of the goats and one of the best. So, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, when Drake first came out, <laughs> I was just like in love with his tracks. Like I was in love I, with it because I, lo- I no, was like- No, don't get me
0: wrong. I loved he him as sounds an sounds so artist. different. No, I loved him
1: as a artist. He was artist. different. Like that's what I liked because Drake came out at a time when we needed something different because everything was very the same and very, it just felt like repetition. When he came out and he had like a rapping slash singing vibe, I was like, okay, okay, Mr. Who, what do they call him? Drake? Okay. <laughs> Let me listen to Drake a little bit because I felt a good vibe off of his music. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that he's from, he's from Toronto. I was like, don't do it. This, it just put everything into perspective. Like mm-hmm. when I listened to his music, it was like, yeah, I can see that. I could see, yeah. He has that Toronto flair he had. Well, now, you know, he's, changed its flair but when he first started to come out like I felt like he had that Toronto flair and he had that um differentness he was just different like I just mm-hmm. liked the differentness you know and yeah because sometimes you know hip-hop can get very repetitive yeah and it's nice that every now and then you have someone to come and shake things up Kendrick Ken, Kendrick Lamar he th- he he just shook it up, you know.
0: Yeah. Shook it up. I love that. Yeah. But yeah. mm-hmm. So wow. um, let's move into our first segment. We're not doing Wagon for real this week. We'll maybe do it next week or the week after. Um. So this week we're doing a lot of mercy. Lot of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're talking about. Summer Walker and her baby daddy slash baby mama blues, uh, that was in all over the internet and Instagram uh, this week. Mm. And, um, Summer Walker, you know, Summer Walker's lucky. She's very talented because I have given her, I, I, I don't criticize her when she should be criticized because I just love her music so much, but she, she's kind of acting like a joker. She's kind of, And I'm in, in this Kinda? case, I mean, before, you know what I'm going to say? In this incident that came out, not really. I I am on her side for speaking up for herself. But I mean, leading up to this and to her, until her eyes opened on her baby father and ex-boyfriend London on the track, she was kind of a clown. But now, I kind of get it now. She's, like, realizing, like, damn, I had a baby with this guy. (laughs) All she needs is the wig. That's all she needs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, You're telling me a clown? All she needs is the wig, bro. That's all she needs. Because um, she is a clown at this point. In my <laughs> eyes, she's a clown. You know why, what I mean? Why is she a clown to you? Well, okay. You already knew what kind of guy London on the track was. Like, let's not pretend like we're stupid. You know what I mean? Because this girl is very intelligent. Mm-hmm, you can yeah. tell she's intelligent. You can mm-hmm. tell that she's talented. And her quirkiness... Yes. Like I could understand her quirkiness, but we're not going to play like you're an idiot because mm-hmm. you're not. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And she knew exactly what she was lined up for, okay? Because this man already had, I think, it was two baby mothers yep. already yep.
0: before her, or three. Bli- she was blinded by the D.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, that's what cool. it seems like. <laughs> that's cool, but when you're blinded and then you come to, mm. don't act like you don't like. Don't act like you didn't see what was good. You know what I'm saying? You just have to take the L at that point. Like once you wake up, you have to just take the L. You know what I mean? Because in this situation, there was ongoing back and forth with his baby mothers. You know what I'm saying? And side note, I really believe in my heart of hearts that a man that has a woman and a child There's a way to go about that where Mm -hmm. it doesn't interfere with future relationships. Yes. But if you're a man that is not about your business and is not taking care of your child.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. And handling the situation, co-parenting correctly with your baby mother, you're going to have this. Yeah. This is this right here. So he's not a man that is actually taking up and doing right by the mother of his child or his child. Hmm. So therefore, we have a lot of backlash from them. Hmm. So I don't know. You might be blinded, but you're not deaf. And these these girls were coming at you. They, they were coming you know. at you for a they while. They you, yeah. So for you to go and join the pool, really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't have much empathy for you. Um, now, does that happen a lot? Yeah, it happens a lot. You know, it happens to not just black women, but every kind of woman. You know, uh, you get blinded by the D and then you lose all sense of self. But Mm -hmm. in this case, you
0: want people to feel bad and poorly for you. No, we can't. Sorry, girl. You got the reviews. You got the baby (laughs) mamas. The the baby mamas let you know. So they told you. They They told you. They told you. They not only told you, but
1: they predicted for you What was going to happen? So now, being as smart and as intelligent as you are, you made a choice. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to believe it or not, you made a choice. And so your choice was to have this man's child, even knowing that he doesn't have his other baby mothers in check. If he had them in check, and when I say in check, listeners, don't come for me. (laughs) Okay. When I say in check, if you're taking care of your business, you, she's, she has money to take care of the child. She has a home to provide for the child. She, yes, you might not have time. I understand that. That might be something you have to work out. But if everything else is an ace, there's no reason why These baby mothers would be coming into your current relationship, giving out predictions to the girl that you're with. It just wouldn't be happening that way. If everything was a-okay over here, so with these baby mothers, they wouldn't have nothing to say to her. And if any of them decided to say, it would be, you know what? If you are going to be in a relationship with him and you are going to have his child, I want you to know he takes care of his, but that's not how it, that's not how it went down. So these girls were pretty much telling you what's about to happen. And you (laughs) thought that your coochie was going to be the one to, to to, to just change change him into something that he's not, even though he's showing you who he is, you know? And, um, Maya Maya Angelou said it best, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. And now, this is why I feel like she's a full clown. Okay. Okay. Because she went on the the social medias and said that she didn't have plates. And decided that she was going to stand up, cook a full meal of food, and serve it out of a dustbin. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know you know when you have babies, you have baby brain for a while, but this right here is just nasty, okay, and you just need the wig, the clown wig to go along with this no, she's this, been this,
0: consistently she's been consistently doing the circus like that. that you're that you're yeah. living the That's circus, her, it's her
1: brand at this point yeah, but your brand is not exactly endorsing eating food off of a dustbin, you understand. <laughs> so I feel like that went a step beyond quirky that went to a place of just stupidity and nastiness. Mm-hmm. Um because when I saw the picture of the food nicely placed okay like she took some time to decorate okay on a dustpin on a table I'm sorry. I just need you to feed your child, okay? Feed oh yeah.
0: If we go back to that, please I'm going go to go back to that.
1: You need to go feed your child <laughs> off of a plate okay, or out of a bottle or a bowl and stop this. You need to understand what you signed up for. Sorry. I just,
0: like, Summer Walker? Okay. I can't. So I she so fast forward we all know that was her initial situation. So she, now she's moving on. So basically, not even a month after she had London on a tracks baby, the relationship went in the hole because she found out. All his baby mothers found out that he ain't shit. So anyway, she's moved yeah. on and she's dating somebody. And so she went on her, went on her Instagram to put everything on blast their whole relationship and all the relationship everything you can make a whole timeline of the relationship off of instagram stories but nevertheless Mm. london london this is on her stories london calling and dming everyone around me because he's blocked talk about if you care about summer talking about if you care about summer get that nigga away from her so if anything happens to me it was him get old baby daddy from hell (laughs)
1: girl you got the
0: reviews um i'd be i'd be minding my own business and never call him unless it's about the well-being of my child smh crazy motherfucker <laughs> that nigga has been raising your child since two months because you ain't shit so that nigga in the quotations is her new boyfriend i'm assuming and wouldn't help any and you know when you because first two months you wouldn't help me with shit and you wouldn't help me You need to stop threatening people and tell them, thank you, you fucking weirdo. (laughs) And London, leave me alone. Take care of this baby and don't be worried about what we got going on over here. We're great. So, um, oh, there is a final one where she's like, London, you're a pathological liar, narcissist, and you be gaslighting and everyone knows it. This could all be so simple. Stop sending threats to people around me. And stop worrying about what we got going over here. Just take care of your baby. That's it. I'm happy. Move on. I was literally minding my business. You know I don't call you or or bother you unless it's for my child. So, you know, they basically had this immature back and forth going on on Instagram. But I, I think, you know, both of them are responsible for the toxic behavior that we're all witnessing that's publicly going down. And, you know, her for kind of, again enabling it and him for not maturing like he's 30 years old uh she's a little bit younger but he's 30 years old like grow up and and you know he seems to me one of those controlling especially because he had a hand in her career i definitely get like a controlling uh weirdo vibe off of everything that's going on
1: you know what (laughs) i get from what you just read Mm -hmm. i just get a woman that does not realize what she really put herself in yeah. You're going to be dealing with this man for the next 18 yeah. to 20 years.
0: Yeah. You so
1: what I need you to do less of is talk. Yeah. What I need you to do less of is talk about this nonsense because it makes you look stupid. It makes you look so stupid that you're going on a a platform like this. How old is your baby? Your baby is what, all of six months?
0: Yeah, not a year. Definitely not a year yet.
1: Okay. All right. So what I have to say about that and her being stupid is you just got out of a relationship with him. You have a baby. How about we see Sanseco with self, Mm -hmm. Okay. Focus on your child. You already have a next man in your child's oh, life. That's a good really? point. Really? <laughs> like, you didn't learn. You didn't learn nothing, eh? Because before you had this child, you had no children. And you were able to do whatever you wanted to it's do. It's almost like she's doing Without it anybody purpose. being affected. Mm-hmm. Okay? But now you have this child. And you already have a next man in her life? Really? How about you raise your child? How about... You say, I'm doing the damn thing. I don't need no other man to do nothing. I'm doing the damn thing. Why is it that you feel some sort of gratification in the fact that you have a next man in your daughter's life who isn't even a year? Damn. Like, really?
0: Lord of mercy. <laughs> Thank you, girl. A lot of mercy for real. Is it real lot of mercy, of mercy when you put it like that, you know? Okay, let's move on from her. But one one thing I want to just say to London. She's probably not going to hear this, but I want to put it into the universe. Stop the plastic surgery. Please stop Please the and plastic tanks. surgery. Please and thanks. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So, let's yes. get into We're going to get into the call out.
1: The call out. The call out. It's the call You know, we take turns putting each other in the hot seat and we ask each other random old questions, you know, to really make you think on the spot. So I'm going to start. Okay. I just wanted to give a definition first. Mm -hmm. So polyandry is when women marry many men. The opposite of that is polygamy. And that is when a man marries many women. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to put that out there for a reason. So my question to you, friend, if you could ever,
0: would you ever be in a polyandry relationship? Would I be in a poly... I can see myself doing that, to be honest. <laughs> That's probably not the answer you're expecting, but... I, I... was not. You were not my expecting floor, which is on <laughs> My jaw on the floor, I need to pick it up. <laughs> I had to play with it in my mind. And I just kind of like it's, 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 it, it, at the end of the day, it's a scenario. Like I'm single, right? So it's just a scenario to me. And maybe if I was in a committed relationship and for a long time, I would think differently. But in theory, sure, why not? I wow. get Wow.
1: <laughs> Listeners, Jeanette has blown me away. <laughs> Today we have been friends for 20 odd years. See me, and me never did think that she was going to say that. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually surprise her. Mm. And I'm gonna say, you're damn right I would getting one of those relationships. Oh shoot, bro. see? I didn't see that was hey, gonna, gonna be right, an either. Ma. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I would get into it is I feel as though sometimes, you know when you're in relationships, whether it's a marriage or, you know, a long-term relationship or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, men don't always fulfill your needs, you know? And Mm -hmm. I feel like as a woman, you're almost made to feel like your needs are not nearly as important as theirs Mm -hmm. and that it's okay for your needs not to be met. Yeah. Um, and when I say needs, I'm not just talking sex. So all y'all yeah. people out there with the mind in, in the gutter, come <laughs> out to the gutter for me for a little bit. Come out. Come out. Mm-hmm. Because a man might be able to provide financially, but might not be able to give you the time that you need.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: A man might be able to give you the time that you need, but not be emotionally available mm-hmm. when you need him to be. I, I feel like there's times where... I'm in a long-term relationship. I have been for, you know, going on close to seven years. Mm -hmm. And there's times where I don't get what I need. Mm. And I feel as though I'm almost meant to just suck that up. Like, just suck it up that you're not getting everything you need. And it's an unsaid thing that I'm expected to give him what he needs, Mm. you know, and not vice versa. And I feel like in a polyandry relationship, I would get
0: all that I need. Well, that's, that's the point because that's how you're going to choose. Since if you're allowed to have multiple husbands, you're going to make sure you select, you know, husband number one might be really great at a couple of things. And then husband number two kind of lifts up where, you know, there's not as, you know, that husband number one isn't as strong as. So again, like in theory, I could definitely say, I get it. We're going to talk more about this in our, in our workout, so I know why she asks this question, yes. so I don't want to yes, get I too, did. I don't want to get too deep into it, but, um, yes, I, mm-hmm. yet, yeah, yes, so I completely get it, and, um, yeah, we'll get more into that into the workout, okay, so that's that, we both surprised each other in this yes. one, yes,
1: <laughs> yes, 20 years deep, I mean never think, say, but yeah. you know what, I, you probably didn't think I would either, but you I know didn't, what, I didn't, I really didn't. I really didn't think I, I I am still trying to pick up my jaw. Yeah. But,
0: um, that's okay. It's I okay. And get it. So yeah. I'm gonna go to something. Um, so here's uh, my, my question for you. And I'll answer it first, because you'll probably need a little bit of time. Please. To Put your answer together. So I want you to choose four artists or four or four albums that have a, have had a huge impact in your life, your outlook, perspective feelings, whatever. I was gonna say boy. choose choose um an artist or somebody a public a public or historical figure that you'd hang out with. But I since we've been talking about some two massive albums that were released in the past oh, week. Boy, I, I don't to remember it... all the album names, bro. No, okay. You don't Okay, you don't even okay, you go the best you could describe, but I'm gonna start it off to give you some time. So I'll go okay. first. Good. So four artists and al- or albums that have had an impact, huge impact on my life. So I will go, and they're not in any particular order. So first I'm going to say Connie West College Dropout. Mm-hmm. And I selected that album because it came out a year before I think I went to university. Mm-hmm. And, but I I didn't listen to it until I was in my first year of university and it's mm-hmm. and it just spoke a, and that's why I feel like I I have a very soft spot for Connie no matter what he does no matter what comes out of his mouth um it's like your big brother that you just want to love and hopes gets better so I am very I have a soft spot for Kanye, so it's hard for me to be very mm-hmm. critical of him, and that's because of this album. Because you could see it, it, you know, it talks about you know finding your person, your purpose, and feeling mm-hmm. and feeling lost in life. So when I was in my first university, year of university, I went to university because that was expected to me. My, you know, I had a death. My sister that I was very close to passed away the year before, so it was kind of just like running away from life. It's not because I wanted to go to university for any Mm -hmm. particular purpose, so... Um, that album really got me through that first year and I really, um, connected with it. Mm-hmm. Then, um, there's Lauren, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, her first, mm-hmm. solo, her first solo album and what that impact is, you know, it's, it's different listening. Cause you know, I wasn't, I was a kid when this album first came out, I could have maybe mm-hmm. 15, 16, I don't even remember, but mm-hmm. like. Somewhere in that range, so very young. So you listen, you know, listening to them, it's like you love the music, you like the rapping, you love Lauren's rapping, her singing. But then if you listen to it now as a grown woman, it's a whole another album. You just have a deeper understanding of it. So so it's a very transformative album as you know, listen to it as a woman coming coming into your own. Mm. Then third, um, nerd, aka the Neptunes, N E R D, they had a, an album which is Pharrell and Hugo and then there's a a rapper guy there in the group and it's called album's Mm -hmm. called In Search Of and to me what I love about that and why it's so impactful is it's about being comfortable with who you are even if you don't fit in with the pack or whatever and being being cool with that being okay with being quirky or not going the beaten path and it's very kind of a mix of hip-hop and punk and very, um, cool, and very, pretty cool, like, so, definitely one of, uh, an impact of uh, an impactful mm-hmm. album in my life as a teenager, something I still go back to, and then, um, The weekend's House of Balloons, so this is his first, mech- his first mixed tape, and, um, I think this was out, like, shoot, I wish, I don't remember what year it was, or where I was, but, um, it's uh House of Blooms was his first mixtape and it was a different it was a completely different sound. It was R and B but it was haunting. Mm-hmm. It was weird, it was obsessive, it was stalkerish. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you listen to <laughs> yeah, if you listen to his um lyrics, it's so it kind of maybe, you know, that's that that just fit my personality. It's like, you know, it's like when you have your unrequited love or your first crush it's very intense you know if you're that type Mm -hmm, of if mm -hmm. you're an intense person uh house of balloons really resonated with you so that was 2011 so i was still in university and then i have a couple honorable mentions which Mm. is brandy's never say never and then Mm -hmm. yep And then SZA's Control album. So again, that's just when you're on your grown woman shit. You're mature. Mm -hmm. Everything you approach, it's like you really you're gonna really feel that, especially coming from the female perspective. And that's my list. (laughs) Okay, well, you have given me a chance to think. Yeah. Um, and to
1: find names, but uh, (laughs) okay. So I'm not gonna put it in a particular order as Mm -hmm. as you know one is my favorite. No, yeah. So. So, I'm going to start with, because we have a lot in common, uh, the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Now, when that album came out, Mm -hmm. at that point in my life, I was too searching for self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she just guided me. Like, in that album, she guided me in a direction where it was okay not to know, Mm -hmm. and it was okay to find out. And it was okay to as a young black woman, you know, not always have the answer. Yeah. um, As often we are expected to. Um, Second is KRS-One. Okay. His first album. Now KRS-One for me, I've always thought he was a dope rapper. Yeah. I always thought that as an introduction to real rap, he was it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like his wordplay was just fascinating. I felt like this is what hip hop really means. You know, this just he he took it from a perspective of poetry
2: yeah. for me. Yeah.
1: I felt like it and that really is what rap is, as much as we we don't want to identify that, rap is poetry, mm-hmm. period. Um, in its rawest form. Yep. So next is college dropout. Now, okay. when Kanye came with this album, Write yourself." okay. I was like, Kanye, mm-hmm. I the interludes killed. The me. Interludes were hilar- this is cl- peak hilarious, hilarious. I, just, ass I was like, I just <laughs> this guy, I don't even need to listen to the next song at this point. Like, <laughs> you got me in stitches through the interludes. Yeah, the, the, like, the skits were classic. The skits were just like, Mr. West. Mr. West, broke and I, I can picture because I am a little bit older than you. So when mm. this came out, I was already in university, mm. and so like he said, Mr. West, Mr. Like your mm. prof is actually calling on you in class,
0: yes. Mr. West. Yes.
1: So I just felt a connection right off the bat because I was still trying to figure out, okay, this degree thing that they want me to achieve. Like, yeah. how am I going to do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I did, which is good, but. He just made it comical. He yep. made it light. Mm-hmm. He made it like, okay, well, you really don't know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna figure it out, aren't we? We're gonna figure it out together. Um and so I wanted to say that one album that I wanna put on this list, so it'll be number five, not yeah. you know, not just four. Yeah. Is The Voice of Jamaica by Bojo Bantan. Okay. When but let me tell you something. Me and Bujo, he doesn't know it, but me and him are here. My fingers are crossed. We, we are Batia Bench. I love this man. You understand? Yeah. I was so sad to hear him go to jail. I know. I, I was that kid that when this came out, I was still, you know, young teenager. You're, you're a little kid. You're not even. You're a little kid. Well, yeah, but I was still coming into my teenage years. Like Yeah, you're here, or maybe that's when you first heard it. Right, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had my Ghetto Blaster for those young ones that don't know what that is. It's a stereo. Uh, but back then, we called it Ghetto Blaster. And I listen, I had my tape deck. I had my Bojubantan tape. And
0: mm-hmm. I would
1: stop and pause, stop and pause. You understand me? I used to love that music. I used to play that music on a regular, I used to play it to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You understand? And I just felt head over heels in love with Bujubantan and and his abilities and his creativity and his vocals. And it's just when Bujubantan came out of jail and him dropped, everything him dropped, I'm right there. I'm right there. Because like you had that bond with Kanye, Mm -hmm. you know, I had that bond with him because I felt... You know, growing up in a household that had Westernian parents, one of them being Jamaican, mm-hmm. I felt a real connection to what he was saying. Yeah. And it felt familiar and it felt like home, mm-hmm. you know? And I just love his music. There's, yeah. n- There has not been a track that he comes out with where I'm not like, yes, Bojo. Yeah.
0: Eh, eh, keeps eh, it bojo keeps it real. He doesn't bojo. ramp he doesn't ramp with his words. He's gonna hit you. He with doesn't ramp.
1: And he and and if you listen to him, he's very intelligent. Yes. Very intelligent. Yeah. And the way that he uses his wordplay, the way that he is able to captivate you in what he is saying. Yeah. To I this think, day, to this day, you know, he yeah. let out um so many songs. Um, blessed. You know, that's a song that I pump regularly because <laughs> I think he had a lot of reflection when he was in jail. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could tell in his music, you know, um, so that's my fifth. And I, I, I could say it's kind of tied with um what's the four one one? Ooh. By Mary J. Blige.
0: Ooh, you know, I only I you know what yeah. I only we yeah. all have You know, that's another honorable mention for me. There's at least three, two or three Mary albums that would be on my um, honorable mention when it comes to that. But, you know, I just wanted to 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 limit it. But yeah, Mary, that would go on my list as well. And we remember we were talking about the Mary documentary and we were talking about. um, Yeah. 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 She who that woman, that woman. Oh, I pray to God. You know, she's she one of the things she said is that she struggles with acknowledgement, and it's just now, since she turned 50, where she's really soaking in and accepting her flowers. Obviously people have been praising her for years, but she's just accepting it now, which I find sad, but we understand, you know, she's had self-esteem issues or whatever, but Mary, God Definitely. bless you. Definitely, and the men that she's
1: decided to be with didn't help. Yeah. So, but Mary J. Blige's, what's the 411? Mm. Let me tell you, that was in the other side of my ghetto blaster. Yes, yeah, pumping, replay you replay. see me i i was it was there on the replay all day every day between bojo and her they helped to raise me up in my teenage years you understand me. and learning the world outside of what my parents wanted me to know and um like i used to belt out her songs <laughs> you can like, only belt out a mary song <laughs> it, it's like you feel it in your soul Jeanette, like you feel it Deep in any, like the music just in any, and I love that album. Like Mary, yeah, real love, real tons lo- of albums. I real. love all of her albums. Oh uh, yeah, but the one that introduced me to Mary yeah. and, and that's that her real, r- that real raw, yes. Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. because I find that as she progressed, and mm-hmm. as her albums changed, she smoothed out a little bit. She yeah, the little rough edges kind of smoothed out a little you know Mm -hmm. um but that what's the 411 was all the way classic real mary no no smoothing of any kind Mm -hmm. real raw rugged you could hear it in her voice she's a brilliant singer Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's where you really got to really got to hear mary Mm -hmm. that album right there um,
0: but anyways, I could
1: go on and on. About yeah, we could and go on. It's music.
0: And, you know, we could okay. all go on. So that was yes. good. That was cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. But <clears throat> I guess we want to move on now.
1: And uh, we're going to move on. We're going to move on into the workout. Workout. Work, baby, work, work out. This is where... We work out our hearts and we exercise our mental fitness and we have a deep dive discussion into issues that are impacting the culture in the past few weeks or just impacting our, our lives. And so, in this situation, <laughs> I saw a clip the other day um of the Dr. Phil show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, <laughs> people might be critical of Dr. Phil, but we're not really emphasizing on Dr. No. Dr. Phil. No. It was his show. And this show had a black couple, I'm going to put it out there. I want to give all, uh, all of the <laughs> 411 on this. So it was a black couple, young black couple, professional couple that had an open marriage. And in this, and in this show, first of all, his wife, the black woman, her name was Kenya. She couldn't stop chat. She couldn't, yeah, st- she couldn't she... keep her mode quiet. Yeah, I have some thoughts about that. anybody but... else's perspective. She wanted to drown out anybody else's perspective, in which she wasn't very successful with. Mm -hmm. Because after a while, even the audience had to tell her, We don't want to hear you. Hush your mouth. Be quiet. Which was sad. But nevertheless, they're in, you know, this marriage. They say they're in this marriage, and he has a girlfriend. His girlfriend has a husband Mm -hmm. who is quite okay with all of this. Now, the woman, the wife, Kenya. I will always remember her name because she was very outspoken. Yes. Her husband, I think it was Chris or some, I don't even uh, remember Carl, him. Carl. C is started with a C. Yes. So, so anyways, she, on the other hand, has two men mm-hmm. that she considers her boyfriends. But she has an additional five men that are considered her, I guess, partners in love. Mm-hmm. Whatever she wants to call it. So, all in all, she has, you know, five to seven men on the rotation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Now, this is the question that I want to pose. But she's only okay. sleeping with two of them. She's only sleeping with two, but she yeah. said
0: that she had five. Yes, yes. No, I agree. There I want to oh, make so it clear. Her partners. I want to make it clear she's not sleeping with all of them. That's it. Well, we don't know that. Well, so that's what she, she said. She said that
1: she only had two boyfriends, but she has five. So, you have five people that you're not sleeping with? Okay. Really? I don't... I... I. I Yeah. But let's we, take her we, word for I'm it. I'm not going to get into the semantics with yeah. her, her nonsense. Mm-hmm. You have at least five to seven men outside of your marriage. Yeah. We'll put it like that. In this situation, I want to pose a question. Are open marriages considered cheating? Is yeah. cheating in a
0: marriage acceptable is this considered cheating are you asking me that i am um no it's not cheating to me it's just okay. literally the fact that it's called an open marriage make, offsets the fact that it's cheating for me it's not cheating but and i'll explain that while saying please to because elaborate. i was gonna say that 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 to those elab- okay. two words contradict each other to elaborate uh-huh. for me is the fact that they have the thing the phrase open marriage it, it 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 has a new it changes the definition of the marriage. Right. If you do the traditional just marriage, you're going to say, yeah, that's a union between two people who agreed, you know, they make their commitment to each other. But when you add that phrase open, they, that means they have agreed as as two part, you know, two p- parties of the marriage to allow to have outside relationships. So it's not cheating. You guys sat down and, and and made an arrangement that works for both of you and you feel it's healthy for the health of your relationship and marriage and you've gone forward with that. So definitely I don't consider it cheating or anything close to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I really feel that the... um. People might want to call it the institution of marriage, mm-hmm. whatever. Or traditional marriage. Traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to be with multiple people, then don't get married. If you want to be committed to one person and have several lovers, you can do that. You don't need to get married. What they're doing in essence is they are being two single people living two st- two single lives and calling it a marriage. So for me... I want to say that it's cheating because I feel like the whole concept of marriage that God put on this earth, he's the creator of marriage. This was not his intention. And so for me, I feel like the sanctity of marriage should be left as exactly that. Mm -hmm. It should be a sanctified um, union where there's a covenant between you, God, and the person you're marrying. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Cause that's truly how, you know, the first marriage came to be, which is through Adam and Eve, God created that. So I feel as though in our, you know, sometimes being traditional mm-hmm. is frowned upon and looked at in a really negative no, light. It's a,
0: cho- it's a choice. But that's I feel fine.
1: like there, 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 it is a choice, but I feel as though. There's a place for everything in this world, mm-hmm. and marriage is one of those things that I believe now don't come for me, listeners, that should be between two people and God, and that's
0: it, but so not it everybody, should be like a know, triangle, not, you know yes, i I get you, but that's you're coming from the context of your Christian background, but not everybody's christian no, and and, and that's
1: stuff. why i and that's why I opened my mind to thinking. If you wanna be with multiple people, then keep marriage out of it. If you wanna be committed to one person and have um, a steady spouse, then you can go ahead and do that. Once you live together for more than a year, you're considered common law anyway. Mm -hmm. So after a while, I, I, I tend to ask, why is marriage put into that equation? Because there's nothing about marriage that is being kept sacred in this union so I see. you
0: have to look at you know i think you also have to look at marriage as member it is at the end of the day like at the end of the day the core you know when you take religion out of it the end of the day religion is a, a contract that two people are are entering to you know commit to each other not only in love or children or even the relationship itself it's a contract And like they say, sickness and health, poorness and wealth, or, you know, all those things. And so you have chosen that to do that with that one person. You have done that. But you are not going to be fulfilled in the marriage with just having them as 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 a partner. And so looking at the perspective of the couple, the example that we're talking about from Dr. Phil, Kenny and Carl, I mean, I mean, one thing I want to say, like you mentioned her craziness and her like she wouldn't shut up. She's obviously was trying to sell her whole she's trying to be some type of girl and trying to sell her progressive love. I'm saying that sarcastically, Um, her, her progressive love um cult to everybody on the show, which came across very, very crazy. But I do, if I put myself in it, I think the feeling that she, and again, in that relationship, I feel like she was calling all the shots. Um, He definitely looked like he was going along with it because his That's wife- That's why I can't even remember the man's name. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Carl. I definitely think this was something that she wanted and to make it just, even the playing field, he kind of got into it, like you know, just following her lead, I definitely got that feeling. But I think she's one of those people, you know, there's people out there who love love, and like that new love feeling, like they're addicted to that new love feeling. So obviously when you're in a long-term relationship, that wears off eventually. And, you know, even as much as you try to spark it, it's never going to be like the first time. So I mm-hmm. think she's chasing that those endorphins, those feelings, those hormones that you get when you get into an, a new relationship. I could tell. She's like literally... She loves the that rush it gives her. That's the feeling I got of it. But anyway, going back to and, my and, point. And, and, <clears> throat> 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 yeah, and so going back to my point, that's what she's chasing. And and to me, it's like your marriage again, it's a as a contract between two people. You decide what is gonna make this marriage work. So if somebody is gonna be unhappy because they are don't they feel trapped being with one person, I mean, this is a way to ensure that like both members are happy. And I think as long as you agree to the marriage agreement, then it is a marriage. Okay. And I, and everything, what you've said, I, I can
1: see that I can look beyond my own values and beyond my own, you know, um, morals Yeah, and I can see what you're saying. and And it's fine if that's what people want to do, just leave marriage out of it. What I no, don't understand. No, but you understand... know there's,
0: there's benefits to being married. There's benefits to seeing yeah, somebody yeah, who's married I, I partner. Yeah, I understand. So I they want like, to that and still be happy. So I don't and, think and... they shouldn't have the choice to get married if they don't want to be in a, in, a, in a monogamous. But continue. Right.
1: So I do understand that when you're married, for instance, when you're saying benefits, if her husband is on his dying bed, mm-hmm. she can have a say because she's his yes. wife. Yes, yes. Yeah. I get that part. However, when you weigh out everything, the benefits that she would have of this marriage, I, I don't feel as though they needed to get married just so that she can have a final say while he's on his deathbed. I hear you. Um, and so when I look at um, the pros and the cons of this discussion, because I've thought about it, mm-hmm. I've thought about, you know, is it considered cheating? And in my eyes it is it's just, you're open about cheating. You're just, you're telling the person, oh, well, I'm gonna cheat on you. And they're, they're open to that. So therefore, I, I really don't feel as though marriage needs to be the foundation of your, your union. If you want to do all of the above, you know, that's fine. Don't get married. You can do all of what you just said, Without getting married, the only, undef- the only defining factor would be, can I say, pull the plug when he dies or when he's about to get, you know, that's the only thing. There's also financial benefits as well. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. However, they will be considered common law. Mm-hmm. After living together for a certain amount of period of time. They do have some But it rights. does
0: get messy when you have multiple it, partners. But it
1: always, it's always going but if to be have multi- messy when you It's you're... even more
0: messy if you have multiple partners. That's what I'm trying to say. So what three but here's women my could f- say- Sorry,
1: there's one point that I wanted to mention, particularly with that episode. Yes. Is that she kept saying we're free and we're open and yeah. we're, we could do all of this. But why do you have rules? If yeah. you're so open and you're so free, why is there rules? Well, that's where the marriage comes in. That's exactly my point. Why be married? Why be married? If you're going to do all the opposite of what marriage
0: is supposed to be, then. I think they're only doing one thing that's the opposite of what marriage is. Well,
1: no, because in that segment, they're also introducing their children, they're also
0: letting their children know that they have other extramarital partners okay so let's give context to that so in the episode right. um you know obviously dr phil is very appalled at you know because he's a traditional person so he found it hard to swallow what was being told to him and um you know it came up that she the child the fact that they have children came up and dr phil um, brought that up and she explained or they both explained that They have had a conversation with their children and their children are very aware of what's going on in their relationship. So that is, to me, the only controversial thing that I saw. So for me, I'm like, people do what you got to do. That's, you know, you guys agree that I'm not really going to challenge too much of it. But I did have an issue with how they brought their children into it.
1: And that was a big issue for me, too, Mm -hmm. because, okay. this woman was going off and on the whole show like you said she wanted to push down people's throats her ideas of what an open marriage should be like and it is extended farther to her children Mm -hmm. now you're not even giving these young minds to make a decision for themselves you're already pushing it down their throat so for me I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that she included her children in in mm-hmm. this this mess. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that should be left between the two people who are partaking I feel, well, in I it do,
0: well okay here's uh, my, here's thing.
1: my hold, but hold on here's where here's where I feel this can get really sketchy now these children are very influential yeah. at these ages that she like her children are young mm-hmm. okay I think none of them are teenagers. Mm-hmm. So, or just coming into preteenhood. Yeah, they're age, Right? And so now this image that you're giving to your children is not widely accepted. So when they get older, this is what they're going to think is okay. And kudos to you. If that's what you want your children to think, kudos to you. But they're going to come in contact with more people who are not... Yeah. about that lifestyle than they will people who are mm-hmm. and when children are ridiculed okay it can leave a lasting effect on them mm-hmm. so as grown people you want to have this open marriage and ray tete it's between you and your husband leave it between you and your husband it doesn't have to be um broadcasted to these yeah. young minds not at that
0: age
1: not at this age mm-hmm. let them figure that out on their own. Mm-hmm. Let them come to a decision as to what they feel marriage should look like. Don't force it down their throats the same way you were forcing it down the audience's throat. <laughs> I think it was ridiculous. In my mind and in my opinion, it is definitely cheating. It's just cheating and knowing.
0: But cheating is no, but that's the definition of cheating. It's because if you're cheating, that means you're going behind your partner's back. That's you're you're cheating them. They're under their pressure. But you are faithful. in the actual action. You are. So I think you You need to use another word. Maybe for, I think you need to use not cheating. There's another word. It's adultery. Promiscuous, promiscuous, adultery, but cheating. I feel like it implies that the person is doing it behind their back. And that's the whole point of having an open marriage. You guys, as a couple, uh, talk and agree. And I'm taking
1: cheating in the very literal sense that you are doing it behind their back. Because guess what? You're not having, you're not swinging with your partner. You're not bringing these people home but They know all, about, but everybody each just of them, have one big each, old But each orange. of them know about the other the partners. If they didn't know- They know, but you're still, you're, li- you're not privy to what you're doing with that other person. They have to, I whatever you tell them is what they know. Yes. What you tell them is what they know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you are, in my eyes, going behind their back and doing things that they have no idea. They're believing you and yes I understand there has to be a level of trust in this situation yeah. and I get that. I do understand it. However, you still are going behind their back and doing God knows what. Now in this particular segment of Dr. Phil, you can you'll see and hear uh the two cup co- the couple talk about how they maneuver mm-hmm. this open marriage. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if this is so open then why do we have rules? You have to if have this meals. is so open, then why don't we have a big old orgy in our house? Like, if this is so open, then <laughs> there was a... Th- no, but for real. No, but for real. If we're going to be all oh, so open, then mm. why aren't we doing orgies every other weekend? Like, I don't understand why you're going off with him over yesa.
0: But that's not I'm what gets her... Off that's not her what gets... gets that's the, no, what entices them. They look, to me, I got the impression that they like to chase... And the fee or the woman, I'm not even Car- I'm not even taking the husband in the account. I feel like he was just following her lead. Um, he's that. De- she's definitely. He the was alpha. a prop. Yeah. He's definitely <laughs> the alpha. She sorry, Kenya. She is definitely the alpha in the relationship. And so I could tell that she gets off on conquering, you know, new relate men and getting, you know, getting that new relationship and that attention. Um, so but, you know, I guess we're just going to agree to disagree. We will, and and there's certain
1: points that I agree with you on, and there's certain points that I just can't wrap my brain around. You know, I feel that the reason why God made marriage in the first place is so that two people can be happy with one another and and go forward with each other, reproducing, populating the earth. So what you're saying is,
0: so what you're saying is, open marriage is not for you.
1: (laughs) It's not for me, but you see my call out question. What's that? If I had it my way, and I could be in a, a polyandry relationship, I wouldn't be married. Okay, I would not get married. I would have long-term relationships, mm-hmm. but I would not get married because I feel like you know, in our society, so you don't we want just take security. marriage and you we throw
0: it in. You don't like, want throw this sec- marriage
1: into the garbage. You like, wouldn't it's not, want the security.
0: You wouldn't want the security that you would get out of. Being, being the the woman that's married to the the husband of your choice. So it, yes, if you have decided to be open and he has multiple partners, if the, all the women can claim that, like you said, there's common law. So as long as he's in a relationship or under, you know, sharing, you know, living with them or coming and going for over a year, they, they can claim the whole common law status. So wouldn't you want to at least protect your own interests outside of all the other um, hanger-ons um, in that in that situation. Well, if it was a polyandry relationship,
1: then I wouldn't need to be worried about that because I would be the focus of that relationship. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I I would have the two different men, and and I would mm-hmm. not have a marriage with either one of them. Okay. I would just be committed to one and have mm-hmm. the other, or vice versa. So for Um, you, that, I just wouldn't involve marriage into that. Yeah, but because it's
0: your religion, it's because you understand in your religion, you're you're Christian, you feel like that would be a farce. So that's why you wouldn't marry in that situation. Exactly.
1: It would be a farce. And Mm -hmm. if I just want to live my life, you know, in a polyandry relationship, then that's what I would do. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Um, I don't need to bring the sanctity of marriage into that equation Mm -hmm. because it gets really mucky. Yeah. It gets really mucky. It gets really, it could be really nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, jealousy legally, is nothing to play with. And legally, we can't do it anyway. You can only be married. Well, we can't parents. do it anyway, but <laughs> there are states in the Americas that you can. Oh yeah. but it's And, only, and yeah. we might not think that we can, but people are doing it. Yeah. You know? So, because, you know, like we said earlier in our, in our episode, can, mm-hmm. the government needs to come out of, <laughs> needs That's to come true. out of people that are business. That's true. That's true. Um, but there's a reason why he's in it. You know, there's a reason why, I mean, there's lots of reasons that we can come up with, but in my, in my, if to go back to my initial question for the call out, if I was in that situation, that's why I wanted to ask that. Mm-hmm. Because if I was in that situation, I just wouldn't get married. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I want to keep marriage as sacred as possible. Mm-hmm. And if it's not for me, and this is for me, then I'm going to leave that over Dessa And I'll just be committed to whoever I'm committed to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be considered common law after a while. We can share our finances. But I just wouldn't involve marriage. Because I feel like it, it should be something that's kept holy. You know, okay. and it should be that's based off of my religion and yes. my perspective, and yeah. I understand that. I'm not saying that I'm closed minded mm-hmm. to what they're trying to do. Now, these particular fools, <laughs> I am closed minded to them because yeah. they're farce. trying to sell. They were trying to sell something, so it's a farce. Yeah, they're 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 uh, what a couple couple counselors, love are co- love coaches as love coaches. But listen, everybody wants coach. Yep. So. They, these two were just, basically,
0: I felt, going on the show as almost a plug. Yeah, it was a know, plug. No, I was own... going to say that. That's what I wanted to see in the beginning. It's like, yeah, they definitely came off as cultish and super sales, salesmen They were selling something. And I think that's why she was so aggressive and didn't let Dr. Phil. And, and Barry...
1: Dr. Phil at one point asked her, who are you talking
0: to? She, she, yeah, talk because to me. Because she's talking loud, like as though
1: she's in a presentation or something. And Dr. Phil, this is why sometimes I like watching Dr. Phil's show because I know he's very, you know, traditional in his way, Mm -hmm. but there's one thing I'll give him. He doesn't mince words. (laughs) He tells you like it is, whether you like it or not. You can look at him with the stink eye and he'll look at you and say, I know you don't like me right now, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm going to tell you what it is. And he told her, who are you talking to? It's like, you're, you're in a presentation. Talk to me. That's why you're here. You know what I mean? Um so uh, he caught that vibe too that this yeah, is all I mean. a plug and I caught it too. I will say one thing though, jealousy is nothing to play with. Nope. So they might pose themselves in a certain way on the show. But we don't know what it's like behind doors. Mm-hmm. We don't know their struggles you know, and there was one rule, a side note, there was one rule that they said that they had or principle, they call it, whatever, rule, principle, whatever, was that there's no quitting and there's no leaving. Yeah. Why would you feel a need to have that rule? If you and your man sat down, because she said they sat down for two years to discuss this, Mm -hmm. because it came to a point in their relationship, I guess, where they weren't happy.
0: Yeah.
1: So they sat down and she wasn't happy. She wasn't happy because she she a heifer, Mm -hmm. so anywho, the heifer wasn't happy, and she sat down for two years and discussed it with her man, and she said that she found someone. She found and it was love at first sight. Yep, really. Hmm. So what is your husband at home? Chop liver? Like I understand, (laughs) but whatever. She went home and she told her man, "I found somebody," and he said, "Go ahead, Mm -hmm. okay." Did he say go ahead because at this point you don't really got a choice? At this point she's done talking for 2 years, she going move? Yeah, that's and it. And you had to follow suit? I agree, that's exactly what it was. Well, that's where we get sticky. Because that's when you have this principle of do not leave. Why do you need to put that in there as a rule or a principle or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it that we mm-hmm. don't leave? If you two are both on board with this like you're you're advertising that you are, Mm -hmm. then why is that necessary in the rules? I could understand no sleeping on my bed. Yeah. You know, I could understand no introducing them to the children. Mm -hmm. I could understand that. But when you have to put in a rule about no one is going to just leave the marriage or walk away, then that would suggest you have more, you need to have more conversation about this because you're not truly both on board because there should, that should never be a principle. Well, you guys are both on board and that's what you want to do. And that's how you want to have your marriage. Then there should be no, Oh, we're going to walk away because we're both doing what we want to do in our relationship. That's making us happy. So why would we be afraid that there's a possibility that we have to create this rule for that? We don't have to walk away. I think it's lot This is the farce that I'm talking about. That's the farce of it all.
0: For me, that rule is kind of allowing for the variable of just regular human emotion. And they, on the show, and which the perfect example of of that is, because you know, emotions are getting involved and this is kind of taking the emotions out of, you know, what they've agreed apart on. Like, because they know based, you know, this is relationships. Like you said, things can get messy. So they, on the show, they brought on Kenya's husband, Carl, one of his girlfriends, his, his girlfriends outside the marriage and her husband. So her boyfriend is there and her husband. So Jocelyn's a part of the whole cult as well. I'm just going to call it the cult. Okay. And so something her, Dr. Phil does ask him about jealousy. Are you jealous when your wife has other lovers? And he's like, you know, I'm good. I'm honest. I do get, I do get jealous, but I do, you know, um, jealousy is something to be, mastered it's something that it's an emotion i can't remember he said it's called some type of emotion right but he basically said like it's not it's something that you have to recognize and, and rationalize out because that's just your, your gut reaction, right? So it's, it's a variable of that natural instinct of, you know, if you're, you know, that's your wife or your husband and they are giving something to them that they, you know, normally give to you and you cherish together. So that's naturally going to help. So that's just account for that variable. Don't get too wrapped up in the emotion. Remember what this was from the beginning. It's us, as you know? And I think that's also something that, you know, they made these rules, but they go back to it. They, they, they even said in the beginning, they had rules that were too stringent. So, and very specific. So they re kind of evolved into, like you said, that was one, like no quitting, no something. And like some other high level things that they're not, that they're not specific, but like, so that was one example, no quitting, no, you know, whatever. And I think another one was, you know, this should be fulfilling and it should be fun. Like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be be causing negativity or into their lives, right? So, but I I think as a couple, as a mature relate and you know in a mature marriage, that that should always be open for them to go to go back to. But I one thing I do can can tell is it's the door is open, so it would be really hard to close it back. That's one thing I could give you. Well, that's the thing is when you
1: open Pandora's box, yeah, you know, and um, that's where things can get mucky, yeah. And that's why I really believe that you should take marriage out of the equation. Because if, if it comes to, you can have all the only perk that I could see in this particular situation with Carl and Kenya Mm -hmm. is that they would be able to, you know, uh, raise their children together in a household. Yeah. And which could happen anyway, but raise their children together in a household, and have some sort of say for the for their spouses, you know, health and so on. Mm-hmm. That's the only perk that I see in their two in their relationship. Everything else could be done with marriage removed out of that scenario. It could definitely be removed, and it wouldn't make any difference in their situation mm-hmm. because you would still need to have all of those rules and principles that they have whether they're actually married or not. So if you're not married, you can still have those. You can still you can do all of what you're doing, except you've removed the sanctity of marriage. I really believe, and I know this is going to sound strong, but I feel like you're almost laughing in God's face on his creation. He's the one that created marriage and you think that you're going to come along and manipulate it to be something that it was never intended to be, such as, um, you know... Plastic surgery. We, people, you were created the way God wanted you to be. You go along and say, No, no, that's not quite, you weren't quite right, God. I'm going to do some more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm, it's almost as though it feels to me as a Christian that you're spitting in the face of God and His creation. He did not create marriage to be like this, He created it the way it's two people so that you don't have none of this worry. You don't have none of this problem. You don't have to be jealous. You don't have to feel any way. If you're not prepared to do that, then don't involve marriage. That's the way I see it. So as a Christian, if I get married and when I get married, it will be to that one person. Mm -hmm. But if for some reason I say marriage is not for me, and I want a polyandry relationship, I will leave marriage out of it altogether. I feel like marriage is a different type of commitment. And if you're really not ready to do that, stay separate, do your thing. You can live together still and raise your children. You can, you, you can still have outside relationships. You can still do all of that. You're not messing with the sanctity of marriage And in my eyes, you're laughing in the face of God at his creation because he created this not to be what you wanted it. And I feel like there's a lot of good that can come of a marriage when it's only two people that are in it. Um, But that's my opinion. And we could, you know, we can definitely agree to disagree. (laughs) And that's fine. You know, um we aren't going to see everything eye to eye and that's okay, but we are definitely able to have this dialect and have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like the way that our world is going is marriage is being left in the dust. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring this conversation to the light so that maybe we could possibly have, you know, an understanding of each other and our choices and to leave on a positive note, everyone love is love. God is love. So love one another. What about you, my girl? Any positive notes?
0: My positive note is, you know, do what makes you happy. Have a marriage that makes you happy. As long as both of you agree on what that means, then by all means do what you need to do. All right, we hope that your hearts and your minds
1: were activated on this week's show. Everyone, whether you lead with your heart or you lead with your mind, stay passionate, stay thoughtful, and we'll talk to you next week, Wednesday. Bye bye, hasta la vista, baby.